Hello, everyone. Welcome to Her Journey Podcast, where we talk with incredible, talented, and powerful women about their experiences. My name is Aline, and I'm your host, and today I am joined with Shreya, the co-founder of Stimulus, who will start off by just giving a short introduction of herself. Hi, Aline. Thank you so much for having me here. And uh, welcome everyone who's listening to this podcast. I'm Shreya and I'm from India. I currently work at the Indian Institute of Technology in Gandhinagar um, as an outreach and PR manager. I am also the co-founder of Stimulus, like Aline mentioned, and um, I have a master's degree in neuropsychology. Awesome. Thank you so much. So you do a lot of work with topics like neuroscience, psychology, and related fields. So I wanted to sort of start off by just asking why or how you developed an interest in such an interesting range of topics. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, um, I started off with psychology at um, in, in my 11th grade because I had an option to take up psychology with my science major. And uh, I think uh, at that time, I was just doing it because I had an option. And uh, later on, I just didn't feel like I wanted to change my field. Uh, So I stuck with it because I didn't quite mind studying about the brain and the behavior um, at that time. Um, I had an interest, but at the same time, I had interest in mathematics. I had interest in art. And so... Uh, it's just that I had an opportunity to take up a subject that I did take up. I just chose to continue with it um, rather than, you know, continue, say, music or art or uh, something else. Uh, The reason why I'm talking about, say, that I had an opportunity and I continued with it because a lot of students do not have an opportunity to take up majors like this within our country, maybe in other countries as well where a lot of focus is on uh, science subjects, but with medicine and engineering in mind. So, and, and a lot of students do not get to take um, subjects like psychology. And even when they take up subjects like biology, a lot of focus again is on medicine. So sometimes we do not want to look at say core courses like neuroscience um, or um, you know, parents do not encourage students to get into research fields. So I was lucky enough that I had the option and um, I pursued it uh, through my bachelor's, through my master's, and now I'm here. Right. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with how there isn't a lot of opportunities to take on such um, specific fields like this. But I think it's amazing that you found these different opportunities for you. And so talking a little bit more about the opportunities that you had related to these fields, would you say that in the beginning, um, it was kind of hard for you to find these types of opportunities? And can you talk a little bit about where you were able to access um, these different opportunities that sort of exposed you a little more to the subjects? Yeah, so as I mentioned, like I had a psychology major in my 11th and 12th grade. And uh, that's where it all began, where I started to learn about human behavior. After that, I did a couple of internships and um, it was a little difficult to understand um, why 
there aren't any opportunities for psychology majors because um i thought psychology was pretty important i mean when it's related directly to your mental health and i could see in our societies in some of our dysfunctional societies as well that mental health could solve a lot of issues like if if people were made more aware of it so it's pretty shocking for me to realize that um the the opportunities that are supposed to be available for psychology majors aren't there because um there are people with other um major specializations in the jobs of psychologist there's a whole misconception about psychology just being something where you just have to talk to someone and um and and therapy is just just talking to someone about your problems therapy is advice um that's that's not the right approach therapy therapy is a very structured process talk therapy is a very structured process and uh, we do go through proper training to um reach that stage where we are allowed to give therapy so due to those misconceptions it was pretty hard for me to find a proper opportunity where i could grow but i have been lucky enough to come across some amazing um clinicians and uh, who were willing to support my endeavor so even though i did get opportunities paid opportunities were also very minimal so yes um with lack of awareness uh, within the area these issues do come up and they did come up initially but i think it was much much more i mean the opportunities were much less um during the time my mother was uh, doing her bachelor's or or her uh, 12th grade so i guess we've really improved but at the same time we still need to do a lot of work Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I completely agree with that because I think um in our society today we're pretty focused on STEM topics like computer science and um you know physics, math, those sort of more techy type of fields. And so we place a lot less emphasis on fields like psychology, neuroscience, but yeah, I definitely agree that it's important to have more exposure to these topics because like you said it is really important to understand them in order to um kind of relate it back to your mental health and like you actually said you talked a little bit about how it's important to get exposure to psychology because it relates to your mental health and so would you say that your personal background with your mental health or seeing that around you even um would you say that that kind of contributed to your interest in these topics originally Yeah so I think the the thing that fascinates me most about psychology is introspection and um and and the fact that I am a human being so when I study about human behavior I can definitely introspect different aspects that I study so I just remember doing this you know I would read about uh prejudice and um and then I would come home and I would think about uh i would i would first think about pride and prejudice and wonder where the prejudice is and then um then i would just think about real life situations where uh, prejudice occurs um i would read about uh you know groups and um about minority uh, majority groups and how they function um uh, you know interesting experiments like um, 
I mean, Pavlov's conditioning is one of the most famous experiments. But even little Albert, the Bobo doll experiments, they were pretty shocking for me to think that some small experimental, I mean, simple experimental designs like those could be, could have such a great impact on behavior lasting quite long. And uh, these, this was pretty fascinating for me because every time, uh, say, I watched something which was, um, which had, say, you know, which had some violent content, I would wonder if I will also show violent behavior. So this whole process of me just reading something and thinking about, am I doing this? Uh, why am I doing this? Um, that was pretty fascinating for me. And um, I was also not very keen on the arts. Like, I think I found it pretty complex, um, uh, which people didn't believe me when I said it, because generally science is considered to be complex. But I found political science, uh, geography pretty hard to understand. So I was mostly inclined towards the sciences. And biology, I felt, was very easy because... It had a lot of facts. Uh, that's how you're taught in school. So biology is facts. And, um, and I could kind of, though I couldn't see it at a cellular level that we were studying about, I could still sort of experience or marvel at the beauty of my own body um, at a cellular level. So all of these things pretty much fascinated me towards the human uh, mind and body behavior. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's a lot about the outlook that you have on these topics that lead you to your interest in them. And so it really just depends on the person that you are to kind of decide on what you're interested in. But I think it's amazing that you found these topics that you really enjoy. And so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about some of your projects. So could you actually tell me a little bit about Stimulus and sort of what you do as an organization? Yeah, sure. So uh, we've been, so Stimulus is a youth-led initiative for the youth by the youth. Um, we have a lot of amazing volunteers, very young volunteers who want to create a space um, for, for children in school, for children at a bachelor's, master's level as well, to access research information in a way which is easily understandable, uh, which is interesting and engaging. So we so stimulus basically runs with the vision and mission mission of fostering curiosity, research acumen among among the youth. And apart from that, we also strive to work on getting resources um, available to the youth for free, and also and also access to mentorship and other opportunities that can help them. Uh, grow within the sphere of neuropsychology. So in India, there is definitely a huge divide uh, in in terms of what sort of uh, schools you go to, what sort of socioeconomic class you are in. And, and definitely at this point, there's also a huge divide with uh, do you have internet or not, or if you have a good or stable internet connection or not. Um, we try to reduce such gaps by making information more accessible to each and every student that we can reach out to. Um, we don't we don't want students to um, 
go through a whole array of information that is available um and and get pretty confused about where to go what to do how to approach a a career in neuroscience or how to um how, how to even start a proper research project how to what schools are the best so we try to sort of be the um pinpoint or rather we try to pinpoint the information or rather try to be the yeah <laughs> i mean i can say i don't know why a lighthouse is coming to my mind but yeah we try to access, we try to give them the correct information and easier access this organization is based in india it, it does uh, focus a lot on indian issues as well we do understand how indian students interact with social media with uh, online platforms and so we try to use that to our advantage to give access to the children who need it the most. Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that mission. I think definitely important to cover these types of topics and I love that you're giving these resources out and making them super available. And I I was actually wondering as well a little bit about um specifically some of the projects that you've maybe worked on in the past or even are working on right now. um related to stimulus or maybe anything that you have planned for the future so yeah would you like to share any that you've worked on yeah sure so we're doing a bunch of things and i just want to add that a lot of these ideas come up with uh from our volunteers uh who are still in school and are super enthusiastic uh they're busy with their school schedules yet they take out time to uh work on these projects and come up with these brilliant ideas so we have um a stimulus currently has a, a theme of the month uh, january was motivation february was love and uh, we will we basically have all sort of content related to the theme of the month so we had our first blog out we will be having our newsletter out soon enough uh where if within the highlighted uh details like the interview that we conduct every month um related with a person related to the theme so last month we conducted an interview with rishi krishna who creates prosthetic arms for uh people with disabilities and uh, though there are a lot of missions that do that his mission is more focused on making it uh cheaper um and accessible to people uh so that was pretty amazing and we thought that definitely fit with the idea of motivation and uh, we'll be having a new speaker coming up for love as well so that's something that's going on continuously with stimulus and uh, we try to make our uh, content as engaging as interesting as possible um and also look forward to a lot of young kids joining us and being part of the mission um so that's happening with stimulus but one of the projects that did take off pretty well and uh, got a lot of attention was uh, the neuro november it was a four day event which was completely free and we had a lot of different activities um neuroscience talks um psychology talks we had people coming in from different array of uh, subjects within neuroscience um we had people coming in from various countries 
uh, we had uh, representation, female representation. We had the LGBTQ community representing. Um, uh, we had uh, people from different countries coming in, uh, different racial backgrounds. It was a wonderful festival, I think. And it was completely online, completely free and open for everyone to join. And I hope that a lot of people were benefited by those events. Now, conducting these events, you know, you're, you're, you're doing your best, trying to give out the best, but it is definitely hard to know how this makes an impact later on. You get some feedbacks about your work, but sometimes it's pretty um, confusing. I mean, not confusing, but you're kind of left in the dark about the impact that it makes. But then maybe like one year, two years from now, you see a name and you remember that, oh, this person had attended the event. And then they send you a message saying that, you know, I attended your event and then this helped me get access to this researcher or this person. And now I'm collaborating with them. And now we have our first research product. So when that happens, that's when you feel that what you did was uh, for the good and it's making an impact. Mm -hmm. I think like when you see um, these actual like results from the work that you're doing like that is something that is so amazing and like it really just makes you feel super happy about all the work that you've been doing and I love like all these different projects they all sound extremely exciting and so I know we talked a little bit about um, kind of how you sort of created projects and sort of what you did within them but would you say that it was um or kind of describe the process of actually organizing all these projects and would you say it was tough to actually start and launch Stimulus in the beginning yeah it was pretty hard to start Stimulus in the beginning because um well I'm one of the co-founders of Stimulus and uh, we have Sasha and uh, Stuti, who are the uh, co-founders of Stimulus as well. And uh, it was one of the events called Brain Awareness Week with the help of uh, Dana Foundation and International Brain Research Organization, with whom I conducted this, uh, with whose grant I conducted this event. And it was that event that um, helped Stuti and Sasha get to know me and we came together to well, form stimulus and initially it was hard in the sense I think I would say it's hard even now because um, even though stimulus has, has been it's been more than probably six months um, eight months probably and we have around 32 volunteers working with us uh, it's still hard and it, it's it's probably harder than what it was initially Initially, we were, you know, trying to get traction, trying to introduce the concept of stimulus, and we were doing all the back-end work. I mean, we were, we were making our website, we were uh, posting on social media, we were uh, trying to talk to a lawyer about how to get, um, you know, our organization legalized, and all of those things we were working on. And today, with around 32 volunteers, we're still talking to the volunteers, um, getting more volunteers to help out, um, 
discussing ideas and also you know um, reviewing information reviewing blogs reviewing a lot of uh, content that is going out trying to talk to students and trying to hear their perspectives on how to put out content how to engage students how to make it more personalized um how to actually make an impact rather than just blindly giving out content so all of those conversations all of those um initiatives it it does take time and effort and it was initially hard to start out with the idea but it the hardest part is not starting out it's when you have when you're just really motivated you want to do you want to do something and you want to make that change the hardest part is continuing to stay strong throughout so the hardest part is uh waking up every day uh knowing that there is a lot of work to be done and uh well you sit and you do it that's that's the hard part you should not uh lose that motivation because if you do that then all of your work that was previously there would just go to waste so i guess that that's the harder part mm-hmm. yeah i completely agree with that actually and that's a really great point that you bring up because a lot of the time people say it's the hardest part is to kind of start the organization but it's really the hardest part is just really running it and growing it and just keeping that motivation and momentum going so that you can actually create a real impact so definitely love what you said there and i know like you've come such a long way with creating this organization and so do you think that while running stimulus and growing it have you learned anything new or realized something that maybe you haven't thought about before oh every day is a learning day i mean um i think uh, one of the things that i've learned i guess i'm not sure if i'm right about this or not but uh well youngsters are just just so motivated and capable of change younger kids in in 11th and 11th and 12th grade and i can't even begin to compare myself with them and i'm just amazed at how it is i mean even your organization is doing an amazing job and i just have to sort of um i had to well define that default about young children that don't underestimate them that's just something i learned working with stimulus like give them the opportunity to create give them that opportunity to um think and come up with ideas that and don't underestimate them that's just something that has always shocked me i mean initially shocked me but now i'm kind of in terms with that and a lot of other things that you learn while you're running an organization i think on a personal level i do learn about what is really important to me working for a cause um and and why it is important to me because when you have that uh, when you're clear about what is it that motivates you why are you doing it then you can wake up every day and do it and i'm just glad that i'm making a difference in some or the other way in helping children out getting into the field of research getting into the field of science so that's my personal motivation and i'm glad that i figured that out that this is what i want to do um on on like a on a 
working level or rather a structural level you do learn a lot of life skills i don't know if it comes under life skills but managing and organization communication and i think the hardest part is just doing it online everything because stimulus came up online um where with uh, co-founders in completely different uh, cities of the country with volunteers spread across the country and india is pretty big so if we were to you know if if the pandemic was over and if we were to meet i mean it would be pretty hard it would take a long time and a lot of money for us to just come together and uh, meet at one place um so the hardest so in this time in during the pandemic when you're trying to do uh when you're trying to run an organization uh you only rely on your communication skills uh through, you know how you present yourself in video how you text and how you talk i mean that's that's the only thing you have and that can be pretty stressful because um you have to say the right thing you have to get the work done and so you do learn about how well management has to be done within an organization what is the structure of an organization um you learn i've learned a lot of technical things about website making and social media so these are things you learn and i'm just glad that i did have an opportunity to do this because i i actually like it mm-hmm. yeah i mean running an organization like that's something i never thought that i could really do and when you're doing it it's something like so fun actually and you never really realize that it could be this fun and interesting and learn so many <laughs> so yeah that's awesome and the work that you're doing is absolutely amazing and i know you're also pretty involved in a lot of other projects related to these same fields like cognitive science and neuroscience and so i'd love to know a little bit more about your involvement in those other projects as well yeah sure so um when i did brain awareness week 2020 that was um uh, just with a grant but uh, now we're doing brain awareness week 2021 which will be celebrated from 15th to 21st march and uh, now i'm doing it with the indian institute of technology gandhinagar we call it iit for short and um i'm i'm just i'm just really glad that this institution thought of um, outreach as something that they wanted to invest their resource resources in and uh, they allowed me to you know come in and uh, do these activities and and they have so many ideas about the sort of outreach they want to do they want to make research more accessible to the students outside to the youth outside the institute and uh, one and why they want to do it is mainly because there are a lot of misconceptions about what research is uh, research i think may sound pretty glamorous sometimes because of all the media articles that we read i mean we don't really think about it but we do read only the success stories we don't read about what are the issues um that that you face while you're conducting research i mean what it really entails it sounds like a pretty cool thing but sometimes it can be pretty mundane when you're working on it and it does take a lot of motivation and hard work and perseverance um to 
to you know complete a project to start a project to come up with a great idea uh to work on it i mean it doesn't always work out perfectly and uh, to come up with the results and conclusions and sometimes it's not what you hoped for and to keep an objective mind so all of these things about the research that is done here which is a uh, the research done here is um mainly theoretical um and people do understand research that is beneficial for uh the community so that is pretty clear but there is a lack of understanding of how theoretical research in cognitive science works um so my job is to make these uh, processes more understandable to uh people from uh, within the country outside the country and uh, and and mainly brain awareness week is going to be an attempt at uh, getting the best minds within neuroscience and asking them to talk about their area of expertise in a way that a person with a, with no research background can understand them yeah mm-hmm. so that's the idea yeah absolutely and while we're kind of on that topic of research actually um i know we've kind of talked about how it's definitely more important to have coverage on these types of fields like cognitive science psychology neuroscience And so when first getting involved in research or um communications within science is there anything you wish you knew before you started involved in all these different projects and research and um everything you're working on Anything I wish I knew Um yeah, yeah so <laughs> there are a bunch of things I really really wish I knew. I think first thing comes up with uh first thing that I would think about is critical thinking. Um and also about taking up your first research project. So when you take up your first research project you think this is going to be the thing which is going to change the world. <laughs> I don't know if this is with everyone but it definitely happened with me where you know I wanted to take some cool topic and you know I was thinking about getting it published and people will be like wow the first person who does does did something in this area. So uh that that does not happen. Um that's uh, that was a hard hit when I got to know about that. Um when i was starting out with my first research project uh in my masters um i mean i did research back in bachelors as well but i think that was not as good so i would just consider my masters to be my first research project so when i started doing that project um i really wanted to do something amazing and um in doing so what i did was i went into such a novel topic that i barely had any um background research i didn't have any literature review to substantiate my claims i didn't have a path made for me on which i could just go on and see how things work out so if someone is starting out with their first research project i mean you're going to do amazing research later but your first research project is going to train you on how to do your project so i would suggest or i would love to i would have loved to know um this before that you should just take up a project which has already been done so just replicate 
and experiment and change one or two variables within them and see how it goes. A lot of experiments are done in different countries and in psychology, it matters what uh, culture, what societal backgrounds uh, you have. You can just vary your population, but just do the same experiment. And that would create a huge difference within the project. When you're doing this, uh, you have a very set path that you have to follow. And you might think this is pretty boring, but it's, it actually has its own challenges. You're not working in the same place as the person who did their project in. So you have new equipment. Uh, you have a completely different population. Um, you have other variables to think about. So um, it could even be uh, things like temperature or uh, climate. And if you if you consider these variables and try to replicate the study, you figure out that, yeah, it, it could be hard to not have a lot of overlapping or confounding variables uh, that may not give you the, or that may not allow you to study what you want to study. So yeah, just replicate your uh, idea, replicate a different paper. And uh, with, in terms of critical thinking, I think this is something that uh, we should be encouraged to do from, uh, from when we're younger, that is, we need to we need to know how to think critically for research. Uh, we think of science sometimes as uh, something which is established, something which cannot be questioned, but that is a misconception. And critical thinking for research, uh, questioning science, is um, something that we we should inculcate from young young. I mean, from. Uh, I guess from an early age. And I, I hope that I can do that with uh, certain activities that I'm planning on and um, reach out to younger kids to encourage them to do this critical thinking or learn about this critical thinking. Because otherwise you just learn science as something which is established and cannot be questioned. So that poses, a diff I mean, it, it, you learn science that way. And then when you start criticizing it it becomes pretty difficult because you don't know you don't know what you should criticize and what you should not or or rather you don't know what you find it hard to uh, criticize established science versus science which is not too concrete or hasn't uh, stood through the test of time mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah that's really amazing advice and those suggestions are definitely super helpful for those who want to get involved in research right now. And I actually know like a lot of the time people think that it's pretty unnecessary to conduct research at a younger age. And people believe like you should do it when you're in college or even out of college. And so I know like, despite that you still believe that it is definitely important to get started on research like a little bit earlier at least. And so why do you think it's important to kind of get involved in research at a younger age. I mean, um, so it is important to develop critical thinking, which I was talking about, but I'm not sure if it's always a good idea to be, um, you know, in research at a younger age. I mean, and I think there's like, I guess um, I could redefine 
uh, or not redefine, but just talk about research, like what I understand as research or probably what people understand as research. Um, I do remember one of my uh, volunteers from Stimulus coming in. He's in 11th grade right now, and he wants to do a research project. And uh, I'm in a, in a university. Now, within a university setup, it gets pretty hard for high schoolers to come in and uh, learn or, or be part of a research project because it's not about the information that you don't know. I, I think you are pretty capable and you will learn a lot and you will be able to use it. But sometimes there is um, there are certain issues because... Um, a professor has to take accountability for your work. Um, there are also dynamics, um, work dynamics within the environment of a university, which is a little different from that of uh, school. So uh, that might be a little hard to work in for a high school student. Um, so what I think is that, I mean, if, if there is an opportunity to work, if you know someone, if someone's willing to take you up and take your responsibility, then that is amazing. You should go for it. Um, but if you don't get any of these opportunities, you should probably think about what research is. I mean, research is not always just going into a lab or working with a professor. Research is something you can do at home. Um, you have a lot of wonderful activities sometimes in your science books, um, where they just ask you to do something, uh, for example. So there's this uh, wonderful activity wherein you put um, your hand in hot water and then you put that same hand uh, and, and you put another hand in normal water. And then I guess you exchange it and then you feel difference in temperatures, which is not supposed to be. Um, and that's always, that's about a perception that you're having. And that's an interesting experiment. I mean, that is an experiment. And you can go and read about why it is happening. What are the processes involved in this? And that itself is research. I mean, you can change it a little bit. Uh, you can vary the temperatures. You can vary the substances. You can, instead of put water, you can... Um, try touch vinegar and see why is it so viscous? Why is honey more viscous? And when you start asking these questions within your home, within your kitchen, within your backyard, you are doing research. I mean, maybe not on a novel topic, but you're definitely building that research acumen within yourself. And um, you you would be more prepared to ask the right questions in college uh, if you're doing more activities like this at a younger age. And that is what I think we should focus more on uh, rather than just putting high school students in a research environment. Uh, this is a better way to actually um, equip them with the cognitive capabilities that are required for uh, doing good research. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think you definitely do not have to like go to a lab and then have a mentor and do all this complicated research. But yeah, like you said, there are a lot of different ways to get involved in research that are a lot easier, a little bit um, less, gives a little less pressure. So definitely like amazing advice again. And well, yeah, so this was such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for coming on to speak today. Do you have any platforms, websites, or things like that that you'd like to shout out before we end? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, thank you for having me. And whoever is listening, I mean, there's always stimulusngo.org that you can check out. 
Um, we, we have a lot of content over there where you would be hopefully interested in understanding, you know, how the brain works and the intersection with psychology. We focus a lot on that. So we have some blogs you can read. You can even join our page. We have some videos coming up. So you can definitely, definitely check out that. Apart from that, there's also um, Indian Institute of Technology, IIT Gandhinagar, uh, which is focusing on doing a lot of events for free and they will be international and for national students. So you can definitely check out our website there too, cogs.it.ac.in. You can put that in the description, I guess. And, um, and you can just check out for events and activities and you can take part in them. They're going to be free. So if you have the time and if you're interested, it would be nice if you do check them out. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so much again for coming on today. Um, yeah, it was such a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you so much.